All right, welcome to the Bible study today, and this is Romans Survey, Romans Survey class number six, and we're in Romans chapter six, and Romans chapter six, verse number one, let's get right into it. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? How shall we? This is a great uh, summary of the chapter, and I think I'll give you most of the summary of the chapter right out of these couple of verses. Uh, as far as the comment for this class goes, the commentary for this class, we'll try to sum it up right at the start here, and then we'll move through and read the chapter. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? The question comes from chapter 5. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So the question is, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. The answer is no. In other words, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And the one of the great verses for summing up this chapter is in verse number 19. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. Now you're saved, you're, uh, you're cleansed, you're redeemed, you're justified. Uh, you have remission of sins, and remission of sins has a lot to do with this chapter. Remission means for something to lose its power, to lose its intensity. It might still be there. If cancer goes into remission, cancer is still there, but it stops progressing. And at that point, it can uh, possibly be... Uh, drawn back in its scale, drawn back in its power. Uh, maybe it can be, uh, you know, eradicated from this organ or that organ. But that's a, a completely medical uh, way of looking at the thing. Remission means remission, whether you're talking about uh, spiritual, medical, whatever the case might be. So this chapter has a lot to do with remission. Of course, you're born with a sin nature, and we'll talk about that a little bit in this chapter as well. Uh, that This chapter covers the born in sin. Uh, the old man is what I'm talking about. This chapter covers that. Then you're saved. You, through salvation, get remission of sins. And this chapter has everything to do with taking advantage of remission. And that has to do with your outlook towards sin. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Verse number 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. That's the most uh, unstable portion of your life right now is in your flesh. Now you're supposed to, according to Romans 12, uh, renew your mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind should be strengthened on a daily basis by reading God's word and prayer. And then not only reading your Bible and prayer, but also performing the purpose for which God uh, left the church here. And that is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. So it's a complete circuit. It's not just a battery and wire. It's battery and wire that's hooked to a, uh, a utensil or an item that's run by that power. You can have the battery, you can have the wire, and you can even have the, the apparatus. But if the wiring's not connected to the apparatus, there's no complete circuit. And no matter how hard you try, the appliance is not going to run, the hair dryer's not going to run. You need to complete the circuit in order to make things work. And so... 
A lot of people study their Bible. A lot of people pray, oh God, help me, God, help me. But they never have separated themselves unto the gospel. They've never committed themselves to living a gospel life. And therefore, they, the infirmity of the flesh reveals itself in falling back into addictions, falling back into grief, falling back into all the things that we uh, preach that God has delivered us from or relieved us from. So this is this chapter deals with that, taking advantage of remission, going through the processes that God has given us, which is, again, summed up in verse 11, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. The reckoning is the viewpoint. When he asks you a question in verse 2, how shall we... He is trying to get you to analyze the context of whatever he's talking about. Many times you're asked questions in the Bible. And when you're asked a question in the Bible, it's trying to get you to analyze. Say, how could I do this? How could I not do this? Why should I do it? Why should I not do it? Et cetera, et cetera. And that is uh, uh, a very brief, but uh, uh, I think a very adequate Uh, summary of chapter 6 so we'll read the scripture here now know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And this, this newness of life, I'd also like you to connect that with Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. You'll see a new life. You'll see a new purpose there. You should also connect it to Ephesians chapter 2. And Ephesians chapter 2, we're told that we are not saved by works, but the Bible says... For by grace are you saved through faith. That grace is the same context as we have here in uh, chapter number 6 of Romans. And so he says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Second Corinthians chapter 5 tells you what those works are. We're to be ambassadors for Christ, a new creature is created in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It shows you a new, create, a new creature is created there to be an ambassador for Christ. And here he says in verse 11, Romans 6, 11, reckon yourselves to be dead. And in verse number 4, he gives you newness of life. So all these things are connected, these passages here. Romans 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 1 and 2 are great chapters on purpose for Christians. So, uh, verse number 5, For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. This remission gives us great access into living a new and better, stronger, more uh, firm life, more stable life. uh, Reference back to verse 19. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. 
For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness. Another great passage that reinforces what we've talked about so far. This yielding, it's a mindset. I must yield. I must do this today. Paul said that he died daily. And this is exactly the process that he's talking about. It's a daily application of Christian principle. It's a daily reaffirmation of this is my purpose. This is the plan that God has for me. I must follow God's plan. If I follow my own plans and go about my own business, then there's going to be dangers, pitfalls, trials, troubles that otherwise wouldn't uh, wouldn't be there. Other te- some temptations will be there no matter what. Some trials will be there no matter what. But when we're walking in the wrong places, we're going to get the wrong results from that. We're going to get the wrong experiences from that and so it's not to say that the the new life the christian life is free from pitfalls free from troubles free from trials not saying that at all but when we cross the uh, pitfalls of a christian or the trials of a christian we are at least going through the christian processes the christian life the christian following the christian principles then we have a greater ability to withstand we have a great uh, this is ephesians chapter 6 i think you recognize that if you've read your bible but then uh the, the christian life has its consequences and the the life of a lost man or the life of a sinful man has its consequences both appear to be uh, you know sometimes uh, uh, partakers of the same things but they're not the same experience in life's Troubles, trials, and temptations is not the same for a believer who is following God as it is for a believer or an unbeliever that is not following God in his mindset, in his purpose, in his principles, etc., etc. All right, verse number 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God bethink that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now being made free from sin and become the servants of God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.